You're listening to Perry Noble's Thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. For daily insight, please check out perrynoble.com. Well, hello and welcome uh, to this month's edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Woo-hoo. My name is Shane. I'll be our host today. And before we get into today's topic, I just wanted to remind everybody out there about something coming up in February, uh, leaders, that you want to be a part of. It's a select number of people that get to be a part of this. It's called Unleash Your Leadership, coming up February 18th through the 20th of 2013. And I'm going to let, Perry, I'm going to let you tell the leaders out there why they need to be a part of this. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that we, we do. We used to do a coaching network for pastors that lasted between four and six months. And what we noticed is it was incredibly difficult for pastors to commit four to six months, you know, especially if they're coming from all over in the United States, even the world in some cases. Um, and then more, like youth pastors and uh, volunteer directors and, and worship leaders and all this stuff wanted to come too. And so we just opened it up. We've been doing this now for a couple of years and it's been, uh, it's one of my favorite things we do. Um, it's, it's limited to about 50 or 60 people. Um, half the spots are already gone and, and and like they're gone and and once these spots are gone they're gone we keep it small on purpose and so you can go to unleash.cc unleash.cc and check out unleash your leadership um, it's a it's a group of about you know 50 or 60 people and we for about two two and a half days focus on getting the leader healthy and then getting the church healthy because a church can't be healthy I don't think unless it has healthy leadership yeah, I'll just amen all that and say we get uh, some of the best feedback we get from anything we do here at New Spring from these coaching networks. And so I want to encourage everyone out there, if you ever thought about it, now's the time, February 18th through the 20th of 2013, unleash your leadership. Again, great Christmas present idea right there. Great Christmas great present Christmas idea present. for the leader in your life. Amen. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do today, Perry. Uh, today's topic is, is, uh, is it just a bunch of hype? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what I thought we would do today um, is talk about that. Is it just a bunch of hype? You know, you're always excited, Perry, about what's going on at New Spring. Woohoo! It seems, see, proof. Every single week you say something like, this will be the best Sunday we've ever had when you're, you're telling people to come back to church. Mm-hmm. And then next week you'll say the same thing. Yep. Uh, and I know that some uh, other pastors have questioned you about this type of attitude or this type of talk mm-hmm. and warned you to stop trying to, quote-unquote, hype everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today I thought we could talk about this and clue our listeners into why you approach ministry and you approach Sundays in this way and what kind of impact that's had on your leadership. So my first question is simply this. Is this really just a bunch of hype? Absolutely. I don't really believe that Sunday is going to be that exciting. I don't really think the resurrection is that big of a deal. I don't really think that death to life is something that we should celebrate. I don't think light shattering darkness is anything that should be um, exciting in the church. I don't think that lost people getting found, found people getting grown up, addicts getting set free, marriages getting healed and restored. There's absolutely nothing exciting about that. We should get together, sing sing a bunch of old stale, dry songs, skipping the third verse, because that's usually the one about the Holy Spirit, and then dread coming the next week. That is what church is all about, and if you think anything different, you're probably just a flaming liberal. There you go. Well, I appreciate you joining us on this month's podcast. <laughs> that, that was really awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, Perry, you, I mean, obviously you're being a little sarcastic there. You're excited about just a all, all of those things, and those are just a few of the reasons why we can be excited uh, but you know, when you're you're, you're saying this Sunday is going to be the best Sunday ever, are you just trying to manufacture fake energy? No, I mean here's here's the funny thing about that. Um, I really do believe 
that the next Sunday is going to be our best Sunday ever. I really do believe that our next series is our best series. I've had leaders ask me the question, and it um, uh, it's always it's always a little confusing to me. But but are the, my answer is always confusing because they go, in your opinion, what's the best message you've ever preached? And I always tell them I hadn't preached it yet. Uh, I think it'll be this Sunday, but but I'm not sure. But I think it will. I think. Um, the best vi- the next video is the best video we've done. I think the next um, album our worship team writes is uh, going to be the best ever. And some people call that hype. I call it hope. Um, I would I, I would rather lead from hope than hype. Now I think you can hype stuff if you if you're saying stuff that you don't believe, it's hype. But at the end of the day, I'm really smoking what I'm selling. I really am legitimately excited about every single thing going on in our church. And I believe God has called leaders to lead from hope, not hype, but hope, knowing and believing that the gospel is true. And when we declare it, that people cross over from death to life, man, that freaking pumps me up every single Sunday. Well, you you mentioned it. This isn't hype in your mind. This is based on hope. Uh, well, tell our listeners, I mean, where does this hope come from week to week? The hope the hope comes from, you know, I, I think, this is what I think. We're supposed to grow in our maturity in Christ. And that's not just for people that walk in the church doors. That is for leaders. We're supposed to grow and mature in our walk with Christ. So I believe as we're growing and maturing in our walk with Christ, I believe we get more excited about it, not less excited. I believe leaders are called to be more excited, not less excited. Now, I'm not saying we don't go through um, what some authors have called the dark night of the soul. Uh, I even struggle with depression for a while. But I go back to people who have tried to lovingly confront me and say, you can't hype everything. And I'm like, you know, hope got me through my depression. Because every day I got out of bed thinking, today's going to be better. Today has the potential to be better. Today I have the potential to have a breakthrough. Today, today, today. And when it didn't happen, I was like, you know what? It didn't happen today, but tomorrow is hope for a breakthrough. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Hey, the next day, the next day, the next day. And it that wasn't hype. Hope, literally, hope in Christ literally brought me through the darkest time in my life. So I think that the leader or the leadership of the church ought to be the chief cheerleaders when it comes to, hey, we're really excited about our church. I don't know, Shane. I don't know where it became a sin or a problem for a leader to be excited about his church. I I don't see it. It seems to be a little bit of a big deal where people are going, well, you know, they shouldn't overhype their church. Listen, I'm not hyping it. I'm I'm full of hope. I'm full of just confidence that this coming Sunday is going to be the best Sunday ever. And and if the leader isn't excited about his church or or the ministry that he or she is leading, how in the world can they expect the people that attend the church to be excited about it? Well, that's what I was just thinking as you were saying that, Perry. I mean, if if you're not leading the way in the excitement, then how could we expect anyone to be excited about church? I mean, there's just no there's no way that you can uh, expect your followers nope. to be excited if you're not excited. Hey, leaders go first, and that leaders go first, and that goes with excitement as well. Yep. Well, let me ask you this: Is every Sunday actually the best Sunday ever? Yeah, absolutely, it is. I really believe that. Now, you know, there's there's Sundays where I think the people enjoy a Sunday um, m- more than others. 
But, man, I just think every Sunday is the best Sunday ever. I, I really do. I, I want this Sunday to be the best Sunday ever. I want the next Sunday to be the best Sunday ever. We're getting ready to do our Christmas services. They're going to be the best Christmas services I believe we've ever done. Um, and, and I believe that's how God's called leaders to lead, from hope. Hey, guys, we're pushing forward. We see greater things coming. We, be, we see better things coming. We're not where we need to be, but we're not where we used to be, and we're pushing forward. We're moving the ball down the field, and that's how God's called us to lead. Let's say that something bad happens on a Sunday or things don't go exactly as we had hoped or planned. Does that damage your ability to place hope in the next Sunday? Absolutely not. Because um, if every church out there is honest, we screw something up every single Sunday. Um, Today being a great example at New Spring Church, we lost... Uh, we opened a campus today. It was a very successful opening. We saw over 1,500 people come to this campus, and um, it was great, but we lost the video feed. We had some communication issues that we had to work through. I mean, we messed it up. And 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 worst, I mean, it was just horrible because it was the, the 915 service. So it was the first service in our first building. It's first impression. But you know what? I believe next Sunday is going to be absolutely amazing at that campus. I really do believe that because what can typically happen is a leader, and I, I learned this from a football coach, um, actually a football player um, that, that attends our church. He, he plays for Clemson, and uh, they, I remember they lost their first game um, this year to Florida State, um, and he called a players-only meeting. And I remember the, the thing he said to the players really stuck out to me. He said, hey, we lost that game, but now we got to move on to the next game. We can't let that game keep beating us over and over and over again. And so when a church makes a mistake, when there's a miscommunication issue or there's a um, something goes wrong in the service, and that happens every single week, you can't let that mistake beat you um, every week. you got to correct it. you I mean, you got to address it. you got to correct it, and you got to move forward. So because we make mistakes – and because we address them and because we fix them, I'm already thinking, hey, you know what? Next Sunday, we're not going to have that problem again. So it's going to be the best Sunday ever. Now, if you ignore the mistake and just pray it'll go away, um, yeah, next Sunday's going to be really bad. <laughs> Can't do that. No. You've got to pay attention to it. And I was there in Greenwood today, and it was, hey, it turned out okay. The second service was awesome, and I think a lot of people will be back next week. Um, let's talk about... Uh, you're a leader uh, of this church, but you lead our staff. And so obviously you want our staff to have this mentality. So having this hope that next Sunday is going to be the best Sunday ever, the next thing we're doing is going to be the best thing we've ever done. How do you, what kind of impact do you think this has on our staff? I think it has a positive impact because your, your staff, if you're a leader, whether you're a senior pastor or, you know, a business leader or whether you're, you know, youth pastor, whatever, the, the people, your staff, or um, even your volunteers are going to follow your lead. So if you're mopey and depressed, they're going to be mopey and depressed. Hey, I know some churches that they've got a leader that absolutely, they, they freak out and melt down every time there's a problem. Well, that's how your people are going to act. They're going to freak out and melt down every time there's a problem. If you worry, they're going to worry. If you scream and yell, they're going to scream and yell. I mean, the speed of the leader, speed of the team personality of the leader, personality of the team. And every church really does take on the personality of the senior pastor. I've just, I've been in this now for 20 years. I've seen it a hundred times. So um, going back to the staff, 
and even the volunteers, I think people want to follow a visionary leader, Mm -hmm. people that are excited. And here's the deal. (laughs) You're either going to be the leader that's excited about the future or excited about the past. And I'm going to celebrate the the past, but I'm looking forward to the future. And and um, I heard a friend of mine say one time, I, when your when your memories exceed your dreams, it's over. And I was like, man, that that makes so much sense. I don't want to ever be the leader that talks about my memories way more than I talk about my dreams. And when we talk about the dreams and when we talk about the vision that God's laid on our hearts, we've got to talk about it in a positive way because I th- I just see all through the scriptures that Jesus calling us to greater things. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things uh, that I just thought about was, you know, we talk a lot about excellence here at New Spring, uh, but we don't expect or hope even to have a perfect service. Mm -mm. But we do want to have an excellent service. We want to do the best we can with what we have. And so I think, you know, having hope for the next week, no matter what happens this week, we're shooting for excellence. Like Mm -hmm. you said, if we address issues, we find out what the problem is, we make corrections, and we move on, because we can't do anything about something that's already happened. Right. But we can have an impact on what's about to happen. Right. And so uh, with that being said about staff, what would you say uh, this type of attitude has on the people who come to our church, our attenders? I think, um, well, first of all, let me back up about the excellence thing. Excellence is not perfection because people go, well, I think people have held up excellence as the the standard in the church. That, And I'm like, you know what? Every time I read the Old Testament, I see God asking people, give your best. The old, I mean, the temp, the tabernacle, all the instruments were overlaid in gold. The temple, the whole thing was overlaid in gold. I mean, that people gave their absolute best. In Malachi chapter 1, God rebukes people mm-hmm. for not giving. He said, "What? stop bringing me your blind, jacked-up lambs and laying them on the altar and thinking that you're doing me a favor. And people go, well, that's Old Testament. Okay, New Testament, Jesus. Jesus is God's absolute best. When it came to redeeming mankind, he didn't search the back corners of heaven, find some under-challenged angel that didn't have anything to do. He, he said, you know what, I'm going to send my very best. So excellence is not perfection because we as human beings, we're going to mess something up. But excellence is giving your absolute best in everything you do. And, and God knows the heart. So God knows when we're giving our best. So, Shane, I think what we've seen here at New Spring, and it's taken us about 12 years to create this culture, is now when we get on a stage and we say, hey, next week or in two weeks or for Christmas services or for Easter services or whatever – you need to do everything it takes to get a lost friend or a family member here. And here's why. We're going all out. We're going to do something we've never done before, or we're going to present the gospel in this way. Hey, there's been a couple times where we said, hey, we're going to do that one message. We're going to do that again, Mm -hmm. and you know what's coming. And so you need to do everything possible to get people here. And I think our people know. You know what? When they say it's going to be the best ever, it's the best ever because so far now for 12 years, we've delivered. And we haven't delivered a perfect service by any means, but we've always delivered an excellent service because people are giving their absolute best. And I think our people, because of that, now they know, oh my gosh, if, if they say something around here, it's true. Now, if you say it's going to be the best ever, but you don't even know what the next series is, 
That's hype. Right. They, hey, come next week. And then you got a creative meeting on Monday going, what are we going to do? I don't even know what we're going to do. <laughs> but, but hope is, you know what? We've planned about, we've planned this. We've prayed about it. We've talked about it. All the pieces are in place. And the staff is excited about it. I'm excited about it. I, I can honestly say, Shane, that, that we've never done a series in this church in 12 years that I'm not excited about. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I, I couldn't do a series that I'm excited about. I think the staff's excited about it, and we're ready to press ahead. And I think that that attitude is contagious in the people. And now the people that attend our church know, man, this, this is, this is, this is going to be awesome. Yep. How can you not have hope? And be excited about the next week when every week you see somebody's life change. Yep. You see people come back from the dead and they get reborn in Christ. Or you hear about a marriage that's been restored. Or you hear about uh, a wayward child that comes home. I mean, every week literally is somebody's favorite week because something great happens in somebody's life. Well, I believe what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 through 13, where it says God's Word is not going to return void. And so the, the thing I'm excited about is when, when people ask me, well, how was this Sunday the best Sunday ever? Well, here's what I know. God's word was preached, and it's going to bring a harvest. And I think sometimes God allows us to see that harvest, and sometimes that harvest doesn't go for a year or two or three. Um, I've had people approach me um, in public, and we're talking, and they're like, hey, man, you know, two years ago you talked about such and such and so and so, and that kind of started me on my spiritual journey or you know, I remember when you preached that message, you know, and I'm going, that was four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, that really started me thinking or, or whatever. And so I think sometimes people don't think it's the best Sunday ever because we don't see an immediate harvest. But I had a really good friend and mentor tell me one time, never judge a message or never judge a Sunday by the invitation. Because if you preach and declare God's worth, word, um, it, it's going to produce fruit. Sometimes we get to see it. Sometimes we don't. I love that because what you're saying is that hope is not based on uh, something that we actually see happen necessarily, but hope is based on us doing what God asked us to do that week. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not, hey, sometimes we get to see the results, sometimes we don't, but every Sunday I believe God is working in the hearts of people, and man, that absolutely pumps me up. Well, we talk, I asked you about you know, how, what's the impact uh, on staff and attenders and I know you model this attitude. Is there anything else you do to encourage both staff and the, those that come to our church to have this same type of attitude that's full of hope every single week? I believe the, the senior leader has to be the chief cheerleader. I mean, has to be, because if, if they're not excited about a series or a project or anything, then how in the world can they lead through it? Because here's what I figured out. If you're not excited about it, you're going you're gonna to naturally um, gravitate toward the lowest common denominator when it comes to giving it your energy, your time, your resources, your money. Um, and then it's just a program. I think Andy Stanley said um, you, should never, you should never do anything that you have to manufacture energy for. And he's right. I mean, I remember, you know, oh, my gosh, being in, working in the church for eight years before we started New Spring, and I was, 
Um, I called myself the minister of announcements because that's what, you know, you had the guy that came out for three or four minutes before the service started and did announcements. And I'm up there announcing, oh, y'all got to be at this special spaghetti supper Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. And I'm in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, this is going to be the worst thing ever. (laughs) And if I wasn't on staff, I wouldn't come to this. I mean, it's, I mean, they can't cook. Anyway, I would get so frustrated because I'm up there trying to be excited about something I'm not excited about. But when it flips over and the the leader's excited about it, I think that's when he or she really does give it time, energy, prayer, study, focus, planning, strategy, and you'll never lead through what you're not excited about. You will never, ever lead through what you're not excited about. So I think, and I think that's a I think that comes back, Shane, a lot of times on the leader because there's a lot of leaders out there, a lot of church leaders that are not excited about their church mm-hmm. and they're not excited about the direction of their church because I think they deal with fear of man issues and they've got a whole bunch of stuff going on in their church that doesn't need to be going on, but but if they stopped it, they would they would make certain people mad or you know it would, it would kind of tick some people off and so they're letting it go and they're not excited about it and there's there's no unity in the direction the church is going. It's hard to get excited about that. Yeah, that would be really hard to be excited about. Well, let's talk to the the leader or pastor that's listening that's in uh, that situation where um, they're finding it hard to find excitement or to have hope in what's going on because of any number of reasons. What would you say to encourage them, or what are some steps they could take to start to have an impact on their own attitude first and then on the, the attitude of the people around them so they could get excited about what's going on at their church? Well, you know, the Bible says in Philippians 2, 5 that our attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Um, I don't see Jesus trying to lead people through discouragement or um, talking down to them. or I, I just don't see Jesus doing that. I see Jesus leading through um, direct teaching, um, especially with his apostles, but hope. I mean, hey, guys. You know we're gonna we're gonna build this thing called the church, and the gates of hell aren't gonna prevail against it. I mean that's a pretty bold statement. Um, but to the pastor that's out there, or to the senior leader that's out there that's struggling with, man, I hear everything you're saying, but there's just no hope in my life. I would challenge them to do a few things. Number one, I would challenge them to revisit your calling. Um, one of the things that I think all denominations share across the board is people saying. Um, I just really felt called, or some people would say compelled, to be in the ministry. And so take yourself back there. Take yourself back to um, where you were when you felt like the Lord really called you. And ask yourself this question. If I, if, you know, what did I expect then? You know, because we, we, get, we get into ministry positions, and then we have, you know, a salary, and then we have health benefits, and then we have staff, and then we have stuff to manage, and all this stuff comes with it. And sometimes we can get so caught up in the day-to-day, um, daily grind of ministry that we lose sight of who we were when he called us and what he called us out of and what he called us to. So I would, I would do that. The second thing I would do is I would take a piece of paper, um, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. I would draw a line in the middle of it because this is just the way I think. I would write down everything on the left side of my paper in the church that's going on that I'm truly excited about. I'm talking genuinely fired up. And listen, if it's only one or two things, you can't feel bad about that. You shouldn't apologize. If it's like, okay, 
I and, and on, so do that on the left side. On the right side, write down the things going on in your church that you're not excited about, and and be fair. Be fair. Like you might, like if you're a senior leader, you might be like, I'm not excited about the women's ministry, but it's your wife leading it. Okay, there's going to be some tension there. I mean, you're going to have to work through that, but you've got to be honest. So on the left side of the paper, write down all the things you're excited about. On the right side of your paper, write down all the things that you're not excited about, and then take that to your next, and ask your leaders to do the same thing. Ask every leader that sits at the table with you to do the exact same thing. Then have a meeting and everybody share your list. And that's a great way to figure out, is the team that you have around the table fired up about the same thing? Because if you've got five people around the table and everybody has different things on the left side and the right side of the list, you've really got to do some major vision casting, major discussion, major prayer. And that's the problem with a lot of churches, Shane, is that everybody that's leading or called to lead in the church is excited about something different. They're not excited about the same vision. Um, and there's either vision or there's division. And you, if there is no strong vision, you're going to have division every time. And so I would say that exercise is one of the best things a team can do to figure out if they're on the same page. Because another thing if everybody's writing different things on the left side and the right side of the page, that's why the organization of the church can never gain any traction. That's why there's never any excitement. That's why there's never any enthusiasm. You know, the word enthusiasm, the very word, means literally in God. Mm-hmm. In God. So, so Christians should set the pace for enthusiasm. And Christian leaders should be the most enthusiastic people in the world. In theos, in enthusiasm. Theos meaning God, E-N meaning I-N, in, in theos. And we should, we should set the way. So going back, I'm just really excited about that exercise. I think, I think churches need to do that, and it would, be a, it would be a sobering, sobering exercise for leaders to figure out, hey, maybe the reason we're all not, we're all not excited is because we're all heading in different directions. Yeah, and then the next phase of that, I'm assuming, would be once they get on on board with, hey, these are the things we want to do and that we could all be excited about, that's going to leave a list of things that probably have to go away. Yep, and what you got there is you either got a really hard meeting or you could just go Hunger Games style. That's right. You could get in a dome. You could throw some weapons in there and just see who comes out on the other side, man. I think it's good. And invite us because we'd like to watch. Oh, my gosh. I would so love to. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. But, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to make the next hard decision is to get rid of some things that nobody's excited about. Well, here's the thing, Shane. You're either going to have to get rid of some things or you're going to have to get rid of some people. And that's just not an easy conversation. And a lot of leaders know that, so they won't address it or they'll just pray it goes away. But at the end of the day, you're the leader. And God didn't call you just to pray about it. Leaders take action. So when you do that exercise and you got the left side and the right side and you got strong disagreement, sooner or later, <laughs> vision has to be cast. It has to be discussed. You have to be willing to listen to everyone around the table. But at the end of the day, you need about two, three, four things that you're like, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to press forward and all this other stuff. Listen, I'm not even, it's not wrong. It's not ungodly, but let's just, now let's just admit 
it's not something that our entire church is excited about, and we're called to move the kingdom forward, not keep a group of 10 people who we think might be tithing happy. Yeah, that would, in my mind, would be the definition of hype is if you've got all those things that nobody really likes and you're telling people to come to it, then you're hyping something that you don't even like. Exactly. That's hype. That's hype, hype is be sure to come to the Tuesday night social prayer gathering. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'd rather have my head set on fire and put out with a sledgehammer than attend that meeting. I mean, that that's hype. That is hype. Well, Perry, we're, we're winding down today's uh, podcast. I thought uh, I'd give you one more chance to say anything you want to say to those listening uh, to remind us uh, why, no matter what the situation, what church we're in, if we'll go through these exercises, that we really can think and have hope that next Sunday will be the best Sunday ever. I think I'll go back to, as the leader, you're the main enthusiasm person in, in your church. People are looking to you. And if you've got a whole bunch of people in your church that aren't excited about your church, um, the the first place you've got to look is in the mirror. You you can't look. You can't get mad at them. You've got to look in the mirror and ask yourself this question: What attitude am I portraying when I talk about next Sunday? Or am am I even talking about next Sunday? Am I even talking about the next thing? Am I even ne- talking about the next idea? Am I leading with vision or? Um, am I leading with like the ho-hum attitude? So I would say that. And the second thing I would tell leaders is don't you ever, ever, ever apologize for passion. Don't ever apologize for passion about Jesus. Some people go, I think you're taking it a little too seriously. And the cross tells us that Jesus took it pretty seriously. So I don't think we should ever apologize for being excited. In fact, I think if we're not excited, we should apologize to our church and apologize to our leadership team for leading with a pathetic attitude and saying, from now on, we're going to do whatever it takes to get a church, to get a ministry, to get an organization that we're excited about. Because when a person is... And that's the other thing, Shane. When a person is enthusiastic and excited, they'll push through anything. Look at the Apostle Paul. He gets beaten... He gets stoned. He's a lot about critics that are attacking him all the time, and you just couldn't stop him. He said, hey, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If I only can complete the race and finish the task the Lord Jesus has given me, that's what I'm working for. That's what I want to be. I want to be that guy that no matter what happens, you just can't stop what I feel the Lord is leading me to. That's who Jesus was. That's who Paul was, and that's who I think God's calling church leaders to be today. That's good stuff. Well, that will conclude uh, this month's edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We'll Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Happy Hanukkah. If we've got happy some of our Jewish brothers Hanukkah out there. And yes. I mean, hey, listen, Does man. Does Kwanzaa happen right now? I don't know, man. I'm just about celebrating all, any way I can get more gifts. My love language is gift giving. <laughs> more my, gifts. My gift list is at perrynoble.com. <laughs> you can go download it, right? I'm just kidding. I don't have, really have a gift list. Hey, well, we're excited about uh, this month, but I tell you what, next month's podcast is going to be the best we've next ever done. Next month, I can't even tell y'all. I can't even go into it right now. It's going to be the best Ever. You, you you just, I can't wait. Or next year, actually. Next, yeah, I was going to say year. 2013. Hey, if, we're on our now, way. if the Mayans were right, we're, this could be it. Yeah, this this is probably it. I mean, I, I, I just think, you know, whatever. But if the Mayans were wrong, we'll see you in 2013. <laughs> next time. We'll see you next time.